Hello and welcome to episode 13 of This AFL Life. I'm Alison Smirnoff and I'm joined by Darcy Vessio and Astor O'Connor. Welcome. Thanks, Al. Is it feels like as long as the Bulldogs Premiership drought <laughs> since I've seen you. It's been that long, hasn't it? It's been ages. Ages and ages. How are you, Darcy? Yeah, good, thanks. It's great to be back. I'm excited to be behind the mic again. Refreshed? Good times, yeah. Feeling yeah. good, feeling fresh. What have you been doing to keep yourself uh, sharp? Just heaps of Sudokus, um, word searches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else do I do? Crosswords. Um, yeah, constant yeah, sort of mazes. Knowledge. Love Maze. my maze book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Bit yeah. of solitaire. Solitaire, not so much. You know, I try okay. to stay off the digital platforms when I'm doing my mind games. So well, you can play solitaire with a pack of cards. No, nah. no, nah. <laughs> that's true. That's probably how they started, isn't it? Yes. We would have had a few yeah. calls because I think congratulations is is on the table. You were Darwin Premiership player and awarded the best on ground medal. Good on you, mate. Oh, thank you. Um, it was a great day, and yeah, I was just so happy that we won. And yeah, I I didn't at all expect to get that medal I didn't feel like I'd played a great game or anything at all so it was a really nice surprise at the end there no I think it was thoroughly deserved and there's Mm. a beautiful photo of all your teammates sort of embracing you yeah 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 it was really nice they're all giving me a head rub so (laughs) that was a really yeah I'll treasure that moment no it was great so Mm. any highlights from the game like I think I mean it was a while ago now Mm. um how was it um tightly contested yeah it was it was I think we got off to a really good start and then Melbourne Uni really knuckled down and for the rest of the game it was a real, um, yeah, we had a battle on our hands, so which was great. Like it's, um, I think last year's grand final we got out to quite a significant lead early but um, this game wasn't, wasn't like that. Um, to Melbourne Uni's credit, they're a great team um, and, yeah, I think we've enjoyed playing them all year just because mm-hmm. they're tough and skillful and yeah they can match us yeah they were really physical on the day too mm. weren't they yeah big hits. massive hits i rewatched yeah. the game the other night actually and that big hit on paxi yeah uh, it was massive but to her credit like yeah. pax sort of shook herself off and yeah got back up yeah well i mean she came to the bench at one point and like the medical staff were having a look at her I'm like, you're right, mate. And she cracked a joke and I thought, she's fine. Oh, she's fine. <laughs> she's okay. So. Yeah. But no, I mean, from the sideline, when we looked up into the grandstands, like you just take a moment to have a look at all the people that were there supporting the oh, game. It was, it was massive. Yeah, it was, it was a phenomenal. huge crowd. Yeah. 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 And it just it feels so good when you're, you're out on the field, you're trying so hard to do what you do best and, and you look around and – you know, you see how many people are there supporting you and it doesn't matter who they're barracking for. They're, they're just there for women's footy. To see footy. a good game yeah, of footy, and yeah. Yeah, a good game of footy. And, and I think you guys put that on. Like, it was a really good game to watch, high mm. standard. And Melbourne Uni came back. It was two goals in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, so. it was, yeah. Lucky we didn't play for another five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it, was, it was great. It was a great day. And, yeah, I'm just so happy that we could end the year um, getting that trophy. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. I wasn't there uh, undefeated all year, mm. so it was sort of you don't want to choke on the mm. on the day that counts. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you feel that at all? Um, no, I think I felt. I guess all year we've just been trying to focus on each week, mm-hmm. um, which is it's massive a boring answer, mate. Footy cliche, um, <laughs> but I think it's really important. Like there are so so many things happening throughout the year, a lot of disruptions to club footy and and all the clubs had that going on as well. But, yeah, I think it, it meant that every time we were together as a squad, we really just focused on mm. the next um, yep. game we had and and what we could do to ensure that we were ready for the next game after that. So yep. I think Jane's done a phenomenal job this yep. year. She's unbelievable and she's she's really able to, to, um, to get us – to focus on what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't get carried away and she's... Yeah, yeah there were constant messages, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's really important. Like in every game we had goals, we had things that we needed to achieve as lines and as a team. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and also as individuals too because it starts from the effort you put in yeah. yourself um, for your teammates. For the first time in a long time, we found ourselves in a position where we had too many players. Yeah. Uh, and there was always going to be, you know, really hard decisions made on around the selection mm. table. And it's testament to our club that there's that many players available mm. for a grand final. But some had to miss out. And I thought the way that Jane and Emma Carey handled that process, everyone was communicated with. It was open, honest um, and that's all you can ask for as a footballer. Yeah. To know where you stand, and um, you know, and that's never an easy job as a coach. Yeah. So yeah, very commendable the way they handled that. But mm. what was so exciting for me is that I looked through the the Premiership team and the amount of players who are under twenty games or mm. under thirty games. Yeah. And you think, wow, these these girls, they there's massive upside in them still. Yeah. The mm. likes of Brooke and Lauren Pierce and Meg McDonald, I just think, wow, like as a, I guess, a supporter this year and and watching you guys put it together, it was, um, yeah, I was really proud of you all, but especially proud of those girls who took their footy to the next level. I guess that's a wrap on the VFL mm. finals, women's finals. Should we talk about, I think there was another grand final, wasn't there? I think there was. Yeah, the first weekend in October. Yeah. That sounds funny, doesn't it? it? (laughs) The traditional day. (laughs) One day in October. (laughs) You're a good singer. (laughs) I know. Now, you, where did you watch the grand final, Asta? Not my lounge room. (laughs) Where were you? I was lucky enough to be on holidays over in Japan. Holidays? What are they? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, some of us get paid the big bucks here at this AFL Life. (laughs) I've renegotiated my contract with Change Her Game and... um, just put a few extra zeros on the end. No, I'm completely joking. But, uh, yeah, we... <laughs> I thought you were serious for a yeah. second. I was like... I want more zeros. Yeah, change my game. <laughs> change my contract. But, no, we were over in Japan in Osaka and we found an Australian bar that was showing it. So, Japan's a country that's open all night but closed sort of all day. Like, for, you know, establishments like that, they're very much late into the night but certainly not open during the day. So we found one that was open. It was streaming it live with the time change. Um, so you hop, you pack into this little bar and it's full of Aussies and there was one Sydney Swan supporter. Oh, unlucky. Just the one. The lone <laughs> and, swan. And then there was a few Bulldogs and then there was everyone else who was going for Bulldogs. Going for the Bulldogs, And I feel yeah. like it was the same in Australia. But yeah. it's surreal. I've never watched a, a grand final overseas. And, you know, when I – I was also there for the GWS Bulldogs game. So – I was like, oh, made a mistake. I should be in Melbourne. Like, this is just going to be <laughs> awesome. And you, like, you see it on social media and you're like, oh, yeah. I just want to be there. Like, they're painting pubs, yeah. for goodness sake. Like, yeah. it's, you know, they're just turning it on its head over in Footscray. So, watching the game, and I had goosebumps. And yeah. I had a barrack for either side. And I just thought, wow, this game Don't means. you? You do now, don't you? <laughs> well, I do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, we'll um, get to that later. <laughs> but... I just thought, wow, this game means so much to me. Like, I really love it. And it's funny that you have to go to another country to realise that. But mm. you packed into a bar with all these Aussies and, you know, every kick, every... And it was that kind of game where every single contest mattered. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, anyway, big cheers, doggies win, everyone's, you know, going crazy. And you step outside... And no one's got no any one idea. Cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you step out of your bubble, like you're literally stepping into another world, and you're like, "Hey guys, guess what? Doggies!" <laughs> but they didn't really okay. get on board. I was a bit disappointed, actually. But no, um, you know, surreal and so happy for the Bulldogs, and they won the VFL Premiership as well. Mm. Um, so and the Hampson Hardiman Cup. Hampson Hardiman Cup. <laughs> um, so fantastic for the club, and to see like the likes of Sue Alberti. And oh, all yeah. the old Bulldogs players yeah. and just, you know, they were in tears. Yeah. Like it's, uh, mm. this is their it's life. Beautiful. So, yeah. yeah, it was really sweet. You know, I think they're the first team since the Adelaide Crows in the late 90s to come from outside the top four. Yeah. To it's win. incredible. They just got on this am- amazing role, didn't they? Mm. Just from that first game over in Perth, they just, it was like a steamroller. They just kept going. Yeah. And, you know, there were players who were playing under duress. Like you look at Eastern Wood and what he got up with that ankle. That's, that's, you know, that's a true athlete right there who can 
play through injury. Mm, Dale Morris. Dale Remember Morris. Broken the, back or something. Just yeah. a broken back. <laughs> yeah. 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 She'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I thought Sydney, at the start, their half-back line were good. They were super. They were cutting off every inside 50 and they were really zoning up well. And I thought, oh, okay, it's going to be gonna be a tight one. But I just feel like Sydney's forward line maybe let them down. Just, yeah. Just didn't quite function, did yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, Josh Kennedy. Mm. Oh, what a player. Mm. He is. You can't stop him. No. Well, but in saying that, I mean, they sent – I think Libba went to him for a little while and curbed his influence. But you can't get him on the ground. Mm. He is mm. – he's just a bull. Mm. They'll be back, I reckon, Sydney there. Oh, yeah, they'll bounce back. They're, mm. a, they're a pretty good unit up there. So um, Yeah, but Darcy and I, we happened to be on the footy trip in uh, lovely Warnable. Oh, really mm. sad I missed it. We all yeah. uh, we Dance down Warnable. Yeah. We um painted Warnable red, white and blue. No. <laughs> no we didn't. I might have seen a couple of sneaky posts with a few balloons on someone's top knot. But, yes. Um, um but it actually it was really nice. It was mm. I liked I enjoyed watching the game with, with all my with all my teammates. Yeah. It was good fun actually. Yeah, What's Warnable like? Oh Warnable's a nice town. But yeah actually when the when the siren went and you know the doggies had won. Like I was, I think I was in, I was in shock for 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 a little while. I mm. just couldn't actually believe that it had happened. Mm. And again, like I don't barrack for the doggies, but I think everyone everyone was swept up mm. in the emotion of it. And then Luke Beveridge giving his medal to Bob, and it was just it was yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful game. Mm. Yeah, through the roof. I would love the doggies to go back to back just. To yeah. get it, for, just get for it done for Bob. Yeah. Just do it for Bob. I reckon the footy world would, would give it to him too. It's yeah. like, yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, before grand final, every year there's a Brownlow. And mm. I think this there year, is. our very own Adelsey, looking a million dollars if you don't mind. Wowee. Stop it. Goodness Stop gracious. You guys, there was a table uh, – for players from the women's teams that went along? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, I must admit. Like, um, growing up outside of Wangaratta, we used to, you know, the Brownlow was a big event for the family. Like, we'd all, we couldn't wait. Like, I remember getting the paper in the morning and you'd have a look at who was hot, who was not, <laughs> what rounds. <laughs> what, as I'm not what? talking about the red carpet, <laughs> no, by the way. As in form. Talking, yeah, yeah, form. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And I remember just loving watching every part of the Brownlow, watching the round-by-round highlights, making your predictions, everything with my brothers. It was awesome. Um, So to think that I actually got to go to the Brownlow, it was pretty amazing and it was was very cool. Like, Were you nervous, like on the red carpet and stuff? um, I felt okay. Like I think I knew the other girls were nervous too, so it was sort of like we were all going in nervous together. Do you feel comfortable in a dress and all makeup and hair and Yeah, yeah, I actually do. Like I, I know um a few of the girls don't feel that comfortable in dresses, like just talking to a few teammates and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm okay in it and yeah, I, I don't mind wearing a dress. It's very it? very convenient when you need to go to the toilet. So <laughs> um How high were your heels? <laughs> oh, they weren't too high. I'd uh, I'm usually not very good at them, but <laughs> but uh, it was it was interesting because usually wherever I go, they don't go up to size 11. You probably have this issue too, Asta, being I've a never size. Never really explored it. But yeah, I haven't come across the issue just yet. Uh, you will, no probs. Um, but I went into Maya, and I saw Liz Cambage. I saw her name in the shoe section, and I was like, right basketball this oh, is going to be I'll have my size yeah yeah so she's done a collab with urban soul right and so she's made shoes that go from like a size 39 to 46 this is good to know so i'm a 42 43 so i was yeah i was pretty happy i know probably the listeners out there do not give a shit about don't give a shit about um every talk the shoes the but, like, yes but finally okay girls listen up okay ladies um, <laughs> fashion tips with darcy what size what size shoe are you okay so i'm an 11 11 yeah but a men's 11 no no a women's 11 okay. so like a men's nine so is that so why you went to the op shop to get your footy boots exactly i just can't find 
Yeah, okay. What I need. Well, you could have told us that when we were taking the piss out of you for two months. <laughs> yeah, I know. You wouldn't have listened. But you've got big feet too, Asa. Proportionate though. Like, uh, yeah. I'd look silly with small feet. Yeah, I don't make that much sense. I've got big hands, big feet. <laughs> and not a big body. <laughs> so, Sorry, back to the Brownlow. Uh, Josh Vandaloo was there from the AFL. Yep. Who else attended? So there was... Melissa Hickey, Katie Brennan, Moana Hope, Loz Arnell, Nick Cullinan, Caitlin Ashmore, Sue Alberti was Sue Alberti. was Moana Hope's date for the night. Plus one. Yeah. Is more politically correct. More politically correct, okay. And Josh was there with his partner as well. And it was a good night. You guys looked like you had a heap of fun, like just sort of amongst your table, like forget about Paddy's. Yeah, <laughs> Paddy's yeah. Charlie, it wasn't about him. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't about him. Now, I happened to be following the preparation through the at AFL Women's Instagram account. Yeah, love that account. There was some serious prep though. How many hours worth of, <laughs> of um, preparation went into your, you know, your get up? Well... It was actually pretty pain-free. Like, I wasn't sure what to expect, but got to Crown, the AFL had booked a room out, went up there, I had my dress already, and these this group of ladies, one was a stylist, um, one was hair and makeup, and the, no, one was hair, one was makeup, and they all just, I just stood there, I was like, <laughs> I'm a blank canvas, go for your life, <laughs> and they did, and they took, it was maybe like half an hour or so, but yeah. Yeah, wow. I didn't. I didn't have a mirror or anything to see what was going on, so I just put my full trust in them and, yeah. And dinner was good? Was it a good meal? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, there's always lots of talk about the red carpet. No one ever gets to know what you guys have for dinner at the Brownlow. What'd you have? I can't even remember. It looks like it's made a big impact. Yeah. <laughs> Julie made a splash. I have a feeling it was um, chicken, mm. <laughs> but maybe it was beef. It could yeah. have been pork. Maybe it was lamb. I think we had chicken at the VFL, Best and Fairest. Oh, it must have been. I those think it was two pork. awards nights are on par. Yeah, so. but at you know, Palladium, same. they do the meals at Palladium are pretty mm. good. Pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Were you like so throughout the night when you're in the room? Are you engaged in the count or like because it's sort of on TV? It's really clear. Like you've got commentary and that sort of thing. Is it easy to follow when you're in the room? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's quite different because you arrive at like five thirty, go through the red carpet. You're in by six. You eat every course. Mm-hmm. and that's because once they film the red carpet, then they're editing it for an hour or so before oh, it goes to air. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're just waiting. They show a few highlights. Then you watch the red carpet from the room, mm-hmm. and then the count doesn't start till I think it was quarter past eight. So, mm. yeah, it's sort of a – it's a there's a lot of waiting, but you're chatting to different people, trying to spot the footy players around the room. So it was a bit of fun. And Did you get to talk to the great Daisy Pierce? I actually did bump into Daisy um, and we got a selfie. She was really – she's such a nice person. Um, <laughs> she's really down to earth. I yeah, guess. she's really down to earth. Um, she, you guys – you hail from the same country, don't you? Yeah, Australia. <laughs> I mean, northeast Victoria, smart-ass. <laughs> same-ish same region. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're from – well, she's, she's from up in the mountains and I'm more down in the valley, so, mm. you know. Same, same, but different, I, I guess, Asa. Yeah. Were your mum and dad pretty stoked? I think so, yeah. Um, they said they showed Nonna and Nonna, my auntie, Auntie Mary, I know you're listening, shout out. <laughs> she said she showed Nonna and Nonna a picture of me and they were like, who's that? <laughs> like they didn't even recognise me. And she was like, it's Darcy. And they were like, what? No, no, no. But no, it was a fun night and it was fun getting dressed up and all that sort of thing. But um, it's, Did you get to catch up with Paddy? Yeah, yeah, caught up with him the next morning, went out for brunch, um, had a little look at Chaz and, yeah, it was all pretty good. <laughs> but you went to the after party, you guys? I, we did. We went for a little bit just to experience, you know, the after par- party magic. Um, Tear up the dance floor? We were, actually. Like, I think we were definitely having a lot more fun than everyone else around <laughs> us. We started dancing. Everyone else was sort of just bopping. And we were like, no, that's not. No, we're going <laughs> to yeah. cut loose here. Yeah. Sam Lane, I know you're listening. Um, she actually ran into Sam just as we were exiting the Palladium. And she was sitting there and she had her, her feet were really sore because she had these really high heels on. So she said, she said she was going to go change her shoes before the after party 
don't worry because the story gets better. Um, <laughs> um, so, I'm she, she, so she rocks up, she lifts up her dress and she's wearing slippers. <laughs> under like actual. Actual <laughs> slippers. She's no. wearing, yeah, her dress the, is long. The beautiful Sam her, Lane. The beautiful Sam Lane. Wearing her slippers. The slippers aren't outside too, Sammy. No, well, Come her on, dress she, covered them. She wasn't outside technically. Yeah. Ooh. It was a ripper. Sam, sorry I told everyone that, yeah, but you've it just, was awesome. And oh, your I, dance moves were phenomenal. I've well, used phenomenal, phenomenal three times in this podcast already. No, total respect. I, I, would, I would take comfort over mm. anything else. So slippers. it's a secret to good dancing. Yeah. I guess ballet slippers. slippers. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yesterday, we had the first ever AFL Women's Draft. Aster O'Connor. Congratulations. Thanks, darling. What a Selected by the Western Bulldogs with pick number 12. Yeah. How are you feeling? I feel a bit exhausted today, to be honest. It's a – I feel relieved. I feel grateful. And I feel really happy. It was definitely a a happy day yesterday – but I also, um, I guess now having been through an injury process, you know, to enjoy the good days because, you know, not everything always goes your way. And mm. um, I guess my heart really went out to girls who weren't selected mm. um, because for them it wasn't, you know, it wasn't their day, it wasn't their uh, their opportunity, their moment. So, you know, but I felt really going into the draft, I felt like I'd done everything I could do. And I spoke to a lot of people like, I didn't want to be nervous. I didn't want to be stressing out. So I just tried to, I guess, get the opinion of people who'd been there before. Mm. So I spoke to Ahmed Sada, former guest, yep. who, you know, had been through that process, been through a rookie draft process, mm. and mm. he had some really sound advice. He's like, don't get connected to a club. You know, don't sort yeah. of emotionally attach yourself anywhere because you just don't know what can mm. happen. Mm. Yeah, um, sound advice. Yeah. yeah. And then I spoke to Maddie Stokes, who's also a colleague of mine, former Geelong player and he said mate I sat through three drafts and missed every year three times he's like don't have any expectation because it's you know anything can happen in there and Mm. it's just you know it's it's that sort of day so but from an AFL point of view I thought the event went off without a hitch it was just yeah yeah it was amazing I mean I was there obviously um in my capacity as change your game but um like I've been to you know, NAB AFL drafts, the um, you know the men's drafts, and it was exactly the same. It was awesome. Yeah. It was just like it was the same type of huge event. Yeah. And mm. like, if that's a taste of of how the AFL is going to roll out the women's league, then mm-hmm. you know it's it's going to get the utmost respect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, what was really nice today to see on social media, like. Shay Audley, who went to Carlton, was in her classroom with her yeah. students. So it's so awesome good. in the room, but then you yeah. see all these amazing experiences around yeah. the country and Brianna Green's story yes. was shared as well with yeah. her family. I saw and that too. That was awesome. Things like that. You just go, yeah, this game is uh, it's pretty special. So, But I think really happy for all the Falcons who are now on AFL lists. Mm. How exciting there's 15 of us. Our head coach, our strength and conditioning. There's a lot of really, you know, really good people here who will go and share their knowledge and and learn and, and come back to Darabin. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. I was – obviously, I caught up with Darce on the day. Yeah. And it's funny when we think about Darcy's uh, draft experiences throughout her <laughs> senior football career. Mm. What We had 2013, Miss. the MCG. And you sent your papers in too late. Yeah. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. Debatable. That, debatable <laughs> no. Debatably late. But um, at peace with it now. At peace with it now. <laughs> let's, move, let's move on quickly. 2014, where you went to pick three yep. to the Western Bulldogs and you cried your eyes out, which was beautiful. Yep. I had a, actually had a moment yesterday. Um, I saw I was sitting in front of Ainsley Kemp and her parents and she's a great young player from Spurs. And, yeah, obviously she was hanging out hoping to hear her name and she went at pick number 88 for Melbourne and she just broke down completely and I turned around and she was just beside herself. Like she was she was uncontrollable and her parents were cuddling her and her mum looked at me and grabbed my hand and said, 
look, she's just like you. She's crying just like you. And I, <laughs> and I turned around and I said, it's fine. It's okay to cry. Like, just, yeah. Let it, it out. Was, Let the emotions out. Yeah, it was pretty unbelievable, the emotion in that room. And mm-hmm. Yeah, well done to Ainsley. Yeah. Actually, so I was going to ask you, Darcy, how was the day for you yesterday? Obviously, you were there in your capacity as a Carlton player, mm. but, like, you already know your fate. What was your, yeah. What was your kind of role yesterday? Well, I was just there as a... A spectator, really. Um, obviously, I wanted to be able to welcome the girls who came to Carlton and and um, celebrate the occasion with Dab and teammates and and girls from from the VFL opponents alike. Like, I think it was just a wonderful occasion to be experiencing with them, sort yep. of. Um, but I didn't really think about how emotional it was going to be. Like I sort of hadn't thought about it until the morning of and I thought, oh, like I'm going to need to bring some tissues. Like <laughs> yeah. this is going to be intense. Yeah. yeah. And it was from start to finish. The emotion just came in waves and just you were so happy for, for when, you know, the girls you knew um, when they got drafted and then but then right sitting beside them there'd be somebody else who hadn't. Mm. Yeah, so there was so many different emotions and, um, yeah, I'm really so happy that I was there to see see it all unfold. Um, but, yeah, I was wrecked by the end of the day. I don't yeah, even yeah. know how you're feeling, Astor. I was wrecked too, but then last night, like, you, you can't switch your mind off. I actually did some meditation trying to just to be able to get to sleep because I had to get yeah. up to train this morning. So now, you know, obviously a lot of people – got drafted to AFL clubs yesterday but there's a whole lot more that missed out what what would both of you what would both of you say to girls that have missed out on the draft obviously it's really difficult and um you know everyone wants to hear the name getting called but I guess the best part about it is it's just the beginning and that that might be also the hardest part about it too because girls want to be hmm. part part of it from the beginning but they still are as well like they've mm. they've put their name into the draft they've been part of that process and it's a process that nobody's really ever experienced before even with the exhibition games like they that was a completely different process nothing was as rigorous as the process that the coaches have gone through this time around so no doubt the league will expand in in the coming years and and you know even at the end of next season teams will have to delist players and there'll be a reshuffle but I hope the players can harness what they're feeling and and use that to drive their pre-season and become leaders at their local clubs while um, the players who have been drafted are away and just see this as a experience to grow from and and not to let it um, dampen their spirits too much but yeah I really feel for the players who didn't go um it's very but sound advice, Darcy. I hope, yeah, I hope they can just, yeah. Obviously, it's going to take a bit of time, but I think they'll be okay, yeah. And I'd really encourage players to to talk about how they're feeling. When you don't get something that you want, that's really hard in, in any facet of life. This, mm-hmm. is, this is one little part of our lives. It's, it is just a game. And there's so many other elements to being a human being, isn't there? Mm. So this experience, as much as it, I'm sure it's hard, it it does make you better. It makes you more rounded. It will, you know, as Darcy said, it gives you something to work towards um, and aspire to. But, you know, reach out, utilise the support networks around you and just find someone you can be really honest with and who will be really honest with you whether that's a coach or a family member or a sibling or, you know, or, or an opposition coach and say, why do you think I didn't get drafted? And, and, and ask those hard questions and, and hear those hard answers because that's, that's footy, isn't it? You, you don't always get what you want and that's just sort of the way it goes sometimes. But, you know, at the same time, you're – so technically you're, when you're not drafted, your nomination is valid for three, three years. Yeah, right. So you are still in the mix mm-hmm. um, and, you know, clubs are out there at the moment looking at free agency spots. Yeah. And if you know there's something in your game that needs to be tidied up, only you can change that. So mm. go out there and tidy it up. Use this time, you know, 
to get better. But I guess I'd be really encouraging people, please don't be afraid to express that you're disappointed because it's okay to be sad. And yeah, just just make sure you're really honest with yourself. Well, that's some great advice. Well, we got pretty heavy there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's lighten the mood, Alison. What else have you got for us? Well, well, I just um, – it's probably going to be a bit difficult for you guys because you're both aligned to clubs now. But if we just have a look at over the – each club's selections, you know, what, what's, what, are your, what are your main takeaways mm-hmm. to start with? I think we've achieved competitive balance. Yep. So I think each team will be competitive. Um, there's really um, sound leadership. At each club, I, you can already see the names that pop up mm. and you think, yeah, they're going to set standards. Yeah, mm. they're going to train hard. They're going to drive the right sort of attitudes within the group. So mm. that's really pleasing to see. Um, there's a spread of talent and a spread of leadership. It's going to be exciting, the competition to watch as a result of that. There's some newbies. There's some names I've never heard of. Yeah. How yeah. awesome is that? Like we, yeah. There's people that are going to write their story. Um, I think that's really exciting and... You know, then there's some old folk, uh, i.e. me, <laughs> who get to have a crack at it again and, you know, that's that's equally as exciting, I think. But, yeah, it's really, I mean, when I look at the lists too, we broke down today how many Indigenous players were drafted uh, and there's a good handful across yep. the clubs. Fremantle having the highest yep. percentage of Indigenous players and I think that's really important. We need Indigenous role models for young women coming through the game. Absolutely. Because there's some seriously talented young Indigenous girls playing our game. But, yeah, I don't know, Das, what are your thoughts around it? Yeah, I probably need to have a good look at the list and get to know who the players are because there's a lot of names and there's probably, if I saw them, I'd, I'd recognise who they are and know that I've played against them. But there's a few unfamiliar names there and I think that's just so exciting and just shows how much... Uh, time has been spent into the building these lists like the coaches and talent scouts and all those sorts of people have been looking far and wide for players and and really putting in a lot of time Mm. to figure out exactly who belongs in their team it's great to see some under 18s or girls who are 18 top ages going yeah like um, tiana berry went quite early Isabella mm. Air, yeah. Um, and then you've got Kate Stanton at GWS. So that's yep. really exciting yeah. for the league and for the game that these young kids are going to step into an AFL yeah. club. Straight and, in, yeah. You know, how great for their development and pathway. It's so awesome. You see a lot of player movement as well. Jess Wooshner nominating yep. for the Brisbane or Queensland draft coming, well, originally from Tasmania, but playing a football in WA mm-hmm. of late. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Caitlin Edwards too coming over to, yeah, coming from to, Perth I to I wasn't Collingwood. expecting that. Yeah. That yeah. got called and I was like, oh, that's a surprise. Mm. Um, Hilda Brown as well. Yeah. Melbourne yeah. Uni girl um, making the move to Brisbane. Mm. So Ashley, love, Ashley yeah. Guest as well going up to GWS. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Ashley, how great for her. Yeah. Um, Girls just seeing the opportunity and just mm. putting themselves out there and it's yep. It's awesome to see them being rewarded for that. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most is, you know, there are so many girls who are probably just great, great gals who you just don't really get to know that well because you play against them or whatever and you're in your club bubble, they're in their club bubble. Mm-hmm. But we're just popping all those bubbles and everyone's mingling with each other and you're going to get to know your worst enemies on the field <laughs> but they're going to become great mates and there's just going to be a whole new whole new friendships formed yeah it's going to be a great respect and yeah. everything it's uh, that's probably what i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the most yeah i can't wait um i think the next six weeks is critical mm. for how players treat their bodies mm. how they treat their social media accounts <laughs> yeah. um and just to ensure that they're doing all the right things and putting themselves in the best possible position. Oh, Leo agrees. So that when you arrive at your club, you arrive in the best possible shape. Yeah. Um, but remembering that what's the point of being your fittest in December when your season starts in February. Yes. So planning it out uh, and ensuring that you're ready to go. Mm. But you don't want to be behind the eight ball exactly when yeah. pre-season starts yeah and it's not acceptable at afl clubs in the men's oh, competition no. so no yeah absolutely not and i think just just looking around the room yesterday i think we know what's in front of us and i think the players 
understand that. And the clubs will be very, very good in how they how they go down that path. I have one last question for you both. Of your new teammates, who are you most looking forward to playing with, Asta, that you haven't already played with? Oh, that's tricky. I haven't. We, on Monday night, are heading to the kennel uh, to meet everyone and for family and friends to come along. So I'll probably be better placed to answer that question after Monday. Oh, you've thrown me a real curveball there. But, yeah, I think um, I get really excited by the youth and young players coming in and, you know, I really, I guess they add energy and excitement and so I'm excited to work with the likes of Elise Gamble, Bailey Hunt from Melbourne Uni. Her uh, auntie is my work colleague at the AFL. So that was a really sweet story as well. So the youngins really excite me uh, and I can't wait to sort of get to work and, Mm -hmm. you know, the likes of Ellie Blackburn and Emma Carney who they're your opponents every other week uh, in the VFL. It's going to be nice uh, to not have, you know, Carney giving me a bit of lip on the way out. So hopefully she's giving me encouragement on the way through. So, yeah, no, it's it's going to be really good. Yeah, for me, I have no idea. I'm just – there. I guess there are a few girls who I haven't – I know who I have never played with before. Like um, I've never played with Kate Gillespie-Jones or – either of the Hosking sisters, Gabriella Pound, Brazal, Tilly. Um, yeah, there's so many girls who I've never played with who I'm really looking forward to pulling on the same jumper with and, and running out together. Um, but, yeah, the same goes with the youth. Um, Mate, you are the youth. <laughs> I know, I'm not, but I'm not. like. <laughs> yeah, you are, but, yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm the old youth. <laughs> um, like, well... Bloody Brie Davy, she's still what? She's 20. 20, 20 or yeah. something, yeah. It's ridiculous. Mature head on her shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Well, sh- yeah, she's like a 27 year old, mm. really. Her <laughs> experience mm. is like 27. Yep. But she's. Imagine Brie Davy at her physical peak. Get out of town. Mm. <laughs> Look out. Uh, yeah. All the best, everyone else. <laughs> Imagine Katie Brennan at a physical peak. Yeah, mm. well, exactly. And that's what's so exciting for the league, isn't it, Das? Like we that's look at scary. these players on lists now and we think, <clears throat> what are you going to do after four AFL pre-seasons under your belt? Yeah. You are going to tear it apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm excited, yeah, about girls like Bella Air and stuff as well, just seeing how they step in. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, because she's obviously been playing for Bendigo in the mm-hmm. Premier Division in the VWFL, so it's, it's a couple of steps up for her. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is we'll be completing Year 12 next year. next year as yeah, well. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, which some AFL players have done in yes. the past. I think all coaches should be really pleased with how they've drafted. And, yeah, now it's up to the girls to make the most of it. Well, I would like to uh, welcome our special guest this week, Darren Flanagan. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, you're the AFL Victoria Female Football Talent Manager. That is my new role, yes. Yeah. And what does does that entail? Um, Well, they've sort of blown up my role as competition management, come female footy manager a little bit, and um, put it more into into a talent role. So I've got to set up a... uh, an equivalent of the TAC Cup for the girls. Mm-hmm. So every TAC Cup region will have an under-18 program. I'll run the um, under-18 nationals for the metro and country. I'll do the women's academy. I'll do talent searches and pretty much help Josh at the AFL. And I think they got me fixing up Tassie as well. So mm-hmm. uh, so just a small role then. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of things going on. Now, we, we usually ask a couple of other warm-up questions. And it, it shouldn't be too tough for you. What team do you barrack for? I think I'd have to say Geelong. Geelong? Yes. But I like all footy. I just watch good games of footy. And once you've been in the industry for as long as I have, you sort of pretty much got kids that you've had something to do with in just about every team. So yep. you more watch them than watch the, the, the team itself. And um, who was your football idol as a kid? Probably Royce Hart, being a Richmond supporter, and he was a superstar of, of uh, Richmond at the time. Probably Royce Hart. Yep. Do you know Royce Hart does? <coughs> Say it again. <laughs> Roy Sard. Royce Hart. Royce Hart. Oh, I thought maybe it was um, 
Sardis. No. Dad. I thought he said Roy Sard. Mm. But it's so you don't know him? Or? No, I don't know him. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, just as the last little one, um, what, do you, what do you love about football? <laughs> doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter what car you drive. As soon as you're on the ground, everyone's equal. I think that's one of the great things about sport in general. Fun fact about Darren Flanagan, 1989. Yeah. Should have been Norm Smith medalist. Gary Ablett. Might kick nine, plus <laughs> Norm Smith. Um, oh, I was actually quite lucky. Stiff. We started a quarter time. because In those days, we didn't do many rotations, and I would do the second and last quarters, and Damien Burke would do the first and the third. So I just sat on the bench while everyone belted the bejesus out of each other for the first quarter. And, Came on and fresh legs and ran around and got a few kicks and had a bit of fun. But we came second, so it's not much fun at all. Yeah, you had a good mullet, though. Had a good mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Good mullet. Hair too long. Shorts too tight. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a motto I'd like to live live by. Hair too long, shorts too tight. Yeah. So I do. Yeah. You do live <laughs> Yes, you do, actually. <laughs> it pretty much sums up the whole 1980s, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and you, I think we spoke about it. You still haven't watched that game again, have I've you? I watched it uh, twice. Twice. I watched it on the Tuesday afterwards, and then ten years after the the game, myself, Dean Anderson, and one of the umpires sat down in the offices of Inside Footy and watched the whole game again, which was extremely frustrating. Do you think, as a as a footballer, you you're able to let it go? No. Good answer, quick answer. No, you think about yeah. it all the time. What if I had done this or, you know, I kick one out in the fall, which had a bit of gold, might have had a draw, which gets it to the next week. So you just roll that stuff through your head all the time. But mm. yeah, it's always there. But yeah, it's, it was such a great game. It's been revered right through footy history. Mm. It's such a great game of footy that you know, to be part of it, I suppose, was good. Coming second, not so good. Now, it was, um, it was a pretty big day yesterday, yes. AFL Women's Draft. I think it was something like 86... VFL women's players drafted and another five VWFL players. Mm-hmm. How how proud are you? Oh no, it's it's not me. It's all the people who have done a lot of work before me. And um, yeah, you, you're really pleased with the girls who got picked up. I'm a little disappointed for the ones who missed out because there's I still think there's a, a team full of AFL standard players in Victoria that missed out. Um, and yeah, you'd like to think that the AFL will be looking to expand the competition fairly quickly. Especially if we can develop a few more in the uh, in the next six months or so. Mm. And you said you're building an academy at the moment. You had the academy earlier in the year, which involved all girls from all different backgrounds and ages, including the girls who've been drafted and that sort of thing. Um, what's the academy going to be like coming up? Yeah, it was really interesting because it was all footballers to start with. Yeah. But we only picked players from within the, the football world. Um, then we had the talent search just after... Christmas and found a few non-footballers there, added yeah. them in, but um, this year it's really different. We've got some footballers, but we've got a lot of non-footballers who you know, sort of put their hand up over the course of the year that want to have a go at, you know, at footy from other sports. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to turn those athletes into footballers while we're still trying to turn some footballers into better athletes to be draftable. Yeah. Do you, what do you think's better, being an athlete and then becoming a footballer or being a footballer and then... Improving. Um, I think if they've played invasion sports and ball sports and are good athletes, I think yep. they're the easiest ones to transfer over. Yeah. Um, their training habits are good, their recovery habits, their diet, all that sort of stuff. So you're not actually changing a, a person's lifestyle habits. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to teach them how to play the game. And if yep. you've had invasion sports or ball sports, it shouldn't be too hard. Mm-hmm. With the girls that didn't get drafted, you know, they're not fit enough, not fast enough, not skillful enough. If it's if it's an if it's a um, I don't know behavioural thing that causes them not to be draftable, will they have to change their lifestyle to a certain degree? Yeah. And I think that may be a longer stretch than turning some of these really highly talented athletes into good footballers. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, with this group altogether, you've got a heap with really good training habits. Hopefully, they can influence the ones who haven't got the good training habits and yeah. can make those changes a bit quicker. When you came to women's football, Darren, was it or has it been what you would? what you expected? I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't know, you know, what I was getting myself in for, basically. It was, uh, there wasn't a lot of work. I came back from Hong Kong. I was doing some part-time work for about 12 months, or not even 12 months, and then the AFLB took over their female leagues from the old, you know, volunteer board who'd done an enormous amount of work. And uh, they said, you want to have a crack at that? And I said, yeah, I'll have a go at that. So there we go. And sort of without expectations and, you know, with Jess Smith, your first ever guest on the show, 
Oh, he's, he's done his done research. research. <laughs> Look out. I just don't know there. Yeah. I did call him up and say, you want to be on the podcast? He said, what's a podcast? <laughs> oh, I didn't know how to answer him. Because so. well, Asa doesn't know what one is no. yet. So. <laughs> I'm stuck on the ether there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to the Could Have Beans podcast occasionally. So. Oh, that's so I nice. do know what a podcast is. <laughs> but I think, Darren, having someone like yourself come into this space um, and your temperament, I think the way that you, you know, you told me last year how many games of women's football you'd watched. It was in the hundreds, wasn't it? Mm, I watched 129 last year and 151 this year. Yeah, so it's, it's. I mean, there's a lot of people who think um, these these talented girls just pop up or et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of people like yourself putting a lot of work into and a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You sort of, uh, and I think that's what we've experienced from you that, there's time and care given, like you come down to training and, you know, take the rucks through different things. Don't and take the smalls. No, don't take the smalls. But, you know, that's that's at 7.30 on a Wednesday night. I'm sure you'd like to be at home with your family. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> 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 the daughter and the Oh, maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, footy's not a nine-to-five job, is it? It's if, not. Um, and, and you know, I've been doing it for 20 years, so it's, it's the family's used to it, you know, I'm used to it, and you just... You get you got to put in, you know, it's your job, and you got to do it well. And if you've got any personal pride about your performance, well, then you you got to do the hours. You've got to help people where you can. And you know, if you're going to pick girls out of Division Three to go in the academy, you've got to watch them three or four times to make sure that you know what you're getting. It's not mm-hmm. plucking them out of a you know, bag of marbles. And I think the other benefit from the academy was that. Um, yeah, we we try to make a hundred girls better, and I think probably seventy probably played in the state league. If, if they're all better, well, then everyone else has to get better to manage or to, to stay level. Mm. You know, yeah. even you know, listening to Daisy accept her three hundred twenty fifth award <laughs> this year. She was three hundred and forty, actually. Yeah, yeah, I must have missed a few. That um, you know, she had all the tricks that she used to get away with that people had worked them out now and. And she had to work harder, which mm. if you're driving your better players to be better, well, then it just lifts the whole standard of the whole competition, yeah. so it's mm. got to be good. Now, should we get into the, the juicy stuff? Yeah. Do you want to talk through, <coughs> I guess you could speak to the Victorian lists probably a little bit more, Darren, but yesterday's draft, there was, mm. we had over 1,400 nominations Australia-wide. 1,400? And 145 wow. spots filled, so... A lot of happiness and joy in the room and, and a lot of love around the country for, for those who were drafted, but sad as well for mm. some. Yeah, and there's some, um, like I said, I still think there's a team of, of players in Victoria good enough to play AFL footy um, who didn't get picked up. So you've got to you know, feel for them a little bit. Hopefully a few mm. can be picked up in the free agency and I hope that um, yeah, they can start their footy journey a bit sooner than 12 months' time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was... I think every most clubs got the first dozen or so as you know, expected and that's normally the way the boys draft having been involved in quite a few of those most of the boys drafts are pretty much everyone knows who's going to go where and it's it's only the later picks that I think make the difference between your a good list and a you know maybe not so good list yeah yeah and I think with a list of I think it's 25 and two rookies so 27 total you really need to get the most out of every player on your right. list yeah, and I think, and, and, and you know, and I'm single out of club, but I think the, the work that Carlton did with their last six picks, you know, there's five very, very, or well, I've rated them B plus or A grade, you know, women's players and, and the, the smoky of the draft. Um, so I thought they did really well picking up that five out of the last six were really, really high quality players mm. who are going to add something to the team. Not there's a lot of hard-nosed players in there, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. The girls that you'd want to go to war with They're when you read some get, of the names, yeah. You're not going to get an easy game against Carlton. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, I think that's Berg's style and certainly Damo's style. That you know, you, you need com- competitors. It's a really combative sport. So <laughs> if you if you don't want to compete, you're probably going to struggle. But I think they picked a really competitive list. Were you worried that there weren't enough talls or, or rucks out there? Not at all. I thought there'd be you know, quite a few that would miss out. And sure enough, you know, Alicia <clears> Chance <throat> and Cara Moody and Beth Carney and Oriel Kinross. Sarah Perkins, who are all talls, all never got picked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, most most clubs are going with one genuine ruck and one sort of hybrid type as mm-hmm. a backup who can play key mm-hmm. position as well. You, I don't think any club can afford to have two 
you know, genuine rucks who just swap off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you think that's a symptom of the, the small list size? Oh, I think it's a symptom of the way the game's going. Mm. Yeah, you look at AFL clubs now, they're playing, you know, one plus a hybrid, you know, just about across the board. Very, very few teams are still having two genuine rucks. One's got to be able to go and catch it forward or, or play, you know, mm. as a big midfielder. Well, and there's time. a lot of third men up now, isn't there, around stoppages so and they're trying to... The better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we at the AFL had a look at contested possessions and stoppage numbers and there was not too many, but there was a high number. So how do we make the game free-flowing and open? And you trialled the, I think we looked at the Victorian Academy game that was mm. played and the 16 aside or playing the density rule and it opens it up. But what does that mean for a player that only plays one particular position and isn't flexible? Um, would you So through your academies now, are you encouraging girls to play multiple positions, try something new, yeah. challenge themselves. Um, it's interesting. When you when you play the high-density rule, you do need tall forwards and tall backs. Mm. I think if you play a rolling more, you can get away with not having mm. you yep. know, those, those stay-at-home players. So I think the high-density rule does encourage you know, a kick-at target down the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the 16 aside, we played the three games uh, at Whitnoble. We had... No forward pocket, back pocket in one game and no wings in another game. Uh, and then the third one was no wings and high density where you kept your forwards and backs in the in the, uh, in their appropriate position and that was the best game. The ball could get out of the stoppages. Um, mm-hmm. They could go in the forward line. Didn't score anymore, but there was contest forward behind the footy. So as a spectacle, I thought that was probably the best game of the three. Um, as for the amount of stoppages, I think it comes a little bit down to umpiring. I reckon if you pay the first mm. free kick mm. as opposed to waiting and then balling it up and then you get plenty of numbers around the footy and get three or four stoppages in a row, I reckon that's what really bolts the numbers up. I think if you pay that first free kick, you know, it might be a high tackle or you might flop in the back. We'll just pay that free kick and then, you know, the, the play moves on. But I think if, mm. you, if you sort of hesitate and don't pay that free kick, you can get multiple stoppages in a row and that really detracts from the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the room yesterday... There was um, a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz, family, friends, but then there was also at times, I mean, I was bewildered to see some of my peers still their names hadn't been called out. You almost sort of, you know, you're thinking, wow, I know know these girls can play. Like who, you know, who's going to pick them up? So Mm. were there any surprises for you, Darren? I'll probably put you on the spot, but... Who missed out? Well, just who went later than maybe you had thought. The, you know, Laura Attard and Alison Downey have both made the team of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, went in the 120s or 130s. And then Sarah Perkins, who came third in the league, goal kicking behind two marquee players. Yeah. 51 goals, doesn't get picked up. She made the team of the year as well. I think you know, those, Rebecca Privatelli, what, second or third last pick of the game. And mm-hmm. well, she's a really good player. Like, yeah, how she lasted that long is just. Yeah. Yep. You, you wonder whether clubs try to be a little bit smart and. You know, pluck a smoky thinking that someone else might and you just got to pick your best players and I think that uh, some got left a little bit behind mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they should have been picked up a bit earlier. And being in an environment like when you played at Geelong, once you get to a club... It doesn't matter where you get to. Yeah. It really doesn't, does it? No, it's it doesn't matter whether you're the number one or number 44. You're still going to earn your stripes. You're still going to do the work. You're still going to be a team member. So I think what's going to be really interesting is the rookie selections that clubs have made. Um, you look at Aaron Phillips, you know Libby Birch at the Bulldogs. Helen Roden mm-hmm. is an interesting one. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what what those girls can do who maybe haven't been in the game, yeah, or are coming back to the game. That's going to be yeah. exciting what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. You told us earlier today you shared a story with a player who was an Olympian or mm. with a, an athlete that was an Olympian that gave your email. Yeah, so the email I got four or twelve days ago now was. Uh, my favourite email. I've sort of, I've told the story a few times. Um, it was hi, my name's Annabelle Smith. I'm 23 years of age. I've just come back from my second Olympics at Rio with a bronze medal in diving, and I want to play footy. <laughs> That's awesome. Much. It's and pretty and, great, uh, isn't it? Well, you got my attention there. So I <laughs> rang her up and said, you know, we've got a training session on the Saturday morning at Carlton. I said, can you come on down to that and we'll have a kick and see where you go and. Mm. I said, I'll bring your medal with you. <laughs> 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 so there I am on the half-wood park with a, 
with the bronze medal for diving, which are, yeah, the one medal I'd probably never get in a million years. Um, and she's a lovely girl, really strong, of course, really well balanced. Yeah. And, yeah. and I said to her, I said, you know, what's, what's the go? She said, I'm just sick of training 40 hours a week on my own. My, I do synchronised diving. My, my diving partner's in, uh, in Brisbane, so we only train together once every you know, seven weeks or so. So I'm just on my own 40 hours a week. Imagine that. Jeez, you'd be... Yeah. I think we're so... We probably take that for granted Mm. as footballers, how great that camaraderie and the fact that you get to be, you know, around your mates Mm. all the time, so... Yeah, so so she's currently weighing up whether she continues with her diving career or or throws herself into footy for a couple of years to have a go at the age of 23. And with the elite training habits that she'd have, you think, well... It won't take you. And she knew, she knows footy. She played till the age of about 12 and, mm. and then had to give it up to concentrate on diving. So yeah. she's not going to be a, an absolute rookie. So we might be able to get something. Like. Sounds good. Oh. Sounds like she could make a splash. Wow, we. You know what, Darcy? I've missed that. I feel like it's been a while since we've done the <clears> podcast <throat> and you it have. Yeah, not, you just don't miss a beat, do you? <laughs> no. Nah. I'm going to miss Sorry, you, Daz. Carlton. And I'm over the bridge at the Bulldogs. I'm, oh, you're just you're too good, aren't you? Oh, we can catch up. You give me some cheeky ones on the field or? No, I won't be going anywhere near you. <laughs> <laughs> so how's that going to go when you're playing against your, your really good friends? Oh, we do it now, don't we? Yeah. In exhibition series. Yeah, okay. uh, so. But week in, week out and having trained with a group. Yeah, it's mm. another group as opposed to just a. It's really it's different. Like it's not we're playing for points and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what it's going to be like. I think it's going to be really hard, but it'll be really exciting. Yeah, yeah and I think there's a very much a common respect and admiration mm. across the girls. Even just yesterday in the room, you saw players from other state league clubs congratulating each mm. other and mm. and that sort of thing. I think we all understand we're on a journey here. We're in yeah. this together, like it's sort of up to us. Yeah. So you can, um, yeah. but yeah, like, do I want to have to line up against D Pierce? She's gonna shark my taps, <laughs> bloody muppet. So <laughs> she probably will, but um, you know, at the same time, it's exciting because you get to know someone else at a club that you wouldn't have beforehand, yeah. mm. um, who you might not have spent very much time with. So that's yeah. So we're gonna have a whole new group of friends as well. Mm. You're gonna reveal the trade secrets of your. Former teammates, yeah. Current teammates, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know how, how that'll playing, go. What they do yeah, I don't have <laughs> any secrets. All just little tricks. Bit of bash and crash, really. <laughs> but yeah, Darcy, if you take a hanger on me, mate, I'll get up. I don't think yeah. anyone can a jump that high. <laughs> I'll give you the biggest death stare you've ever seen. <laughs> okay, as long so, as you don't um, give me a cheapie, that'll be yeah, fine. Maybe a Chinese burn. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be giving the Chinese burn. <laughs> but um, I mean, your dad's already got Bree Davies as his favourite player, so he's he does. Shit. He's <laughs> obsessed. So. It's going to take some work to get Dad back on my side. I rang Mum last night. I said, "Oh, I got drafted," and she's like, "Yeah, I know. Now I don't have to buy another scarf. I've already got the Bulldogs ones." <laughs> Ripper. <laughs> Great work, Mum. Yeah. Twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tell me about the big Kumbaya group hug on the oh. Oh, um With the bell in the middle yeah, and all that we, sort of stuff. Who got to ring the bell? Kate Jenkins rung the bell. So she's on the board at Carlton. Kate is the sex discrimination commissioner. So, yeah, it was a, it was a special moment for the girls at the club. Um, Carlton, that, that's the original bell they used to ring um, when they first started playing footy there. There's a game on, yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty special and they ring it when there's a significant occasion and they felt that having the first ever women's team all together as one, um, yeah, it was it was really special. So did they ring it when you signed your contract? <clears throat> uh, no, no. They rung it when <laughs> they... Special, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Daz. Um, no, they rung it when they got a licence yeah. and then, um, yeah, I think this has been the next time they've rung it. Did you see Darren the Hosking... Twin, who's on an ACL, um, that was picked up. Did that surprise you? No? Not at all. I thought someone should take her because early in the year, Jess was showing a little bit more than Sarah as mm-hmm. a player. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah wins the NAB Rising Star and the more equivalent in the VFL Women's mm-hmm. and wins Seaford's Best and Fairest. 
in her first year. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think that Jess was a little bit better, mm-hmm. Sarah goes at, what, 19? So mm-hmm. Jess should be going top 10. Mm-hmm. If Jess is a top 10 pick, she's at the same level as, say, a junior O'Day, mm-hmm. put her in your stocks, rehab her properly, and you're getting an absolute superstar for the next year. Mm-hmm. Smart pick. Really smart okay. pick. Yep. Mm. Would you be concerned, though, with a smaller list that you've already got one player who, who potentially won't be on the park for you? I think you can be smart and manage it. Yep. Yeah, I, yep. I'm not concerned about that at all. So Good about, times ahead. Um, do we want to... We do. Yes, play we your do. segment, Asta, or Darcy's? <laughs> technically. <laughs> technically all the segments are Asta's. Definitely yeah. Darcy's segment. <laughs> all right. Asta what takes it. Jazza, you don't even know. You thought you had no expectations walking into a female talent role. You just wait for this one. Alrighty, so it's Darcy versus the world, and you are the world, my friend, which I'm Welcome sure you've been, you know, quoted and tagged as in the past. But um, here we go. So the way the rules work, I'll pick a topic. You need to name a relevant, uh, I guess, answer. Darcy, back and forth over the net, like tennis, et cetera, et cetera. So the person who can't come up with an answer loses. The other person's given the point. Best of three. Do not contest the answers, all right, because then you'll lose your point. So whatever Asta says is final. Yep. Yep. Don't even try. I've tried. A bit of ruck. Yeah. All right. Now, we'll start with maybe a bit of a sore point, Darren. Hawthorne, and you get to go first. Hawthorne Football Club, Premiership Years. 89. 2015. 91. 2014. 2013. Ah. Oh. <laughs> 1969. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh, no. That point goes to Darren. Daz, why'd you have to cut me off? I was on a roll. <laughs> You knew what I was going for. Okay. All right. You win Next topic. 1-0. Yeah. 1-0. You're up. The world is up. Do you feel like you've got the world on your shoulders, Darcy? No. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Geelong Football Club, best and fairest winners. Mark Boss. Patrick Dangerfield. Also. <laughs> um, Jimmy Bartel. Ooh. Yes. Joel Corey. Oh. Um, <laughs> You're looking calm, Dust. Gary Ablett. Which one? Junior. Gary Ablett Senior. Oh, <laughs> cheeky boy. Cheeky, cheeky boy. Um, Three, two. Corey Enright. Three. Can I ask for a time extension just two. like Melbourne no, did yesterday? The Melbourne, Melbourne Football Club. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two. Um, Darren Flanagan. No. <laughs> oh, really? Two nil. Darren oh, wins. Darren wins. You win. Oh, Gary Hocking, Barry Stoneham. Bernie Smith. Greg Williams. This is this is a William bad Pickering, topic. The great manager now. Peter Riccardi. He won number 15, didn't he? Four year pickers won it. Oh, Stephen <laughs> King. Brenton oh, Sanderson. I knew that one. Wow. That player. Carlo. <laughs> Lingy. Come on, mate. Oh. Lingy. Oh. Oh. I forgot about all these players. Big Tomahawk. Oh, well. Oh, I was going to say him. Were you? But then I was but like, you didn't. Oh. So you lost. Yeah, So no. Darren wins. Congratulations. Well done, Darren. This is a shaky's hand. Oh. Handshake Two of happening. the biggest mitts you've ever seen in the game. Oh. That oh, hurts. Leo I don't lose that often, Darren. Well. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. That was a loaded topic, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it had one, one direction, didn't it? Uh, well, Darren, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks, Dazza. Anytime. Yeah, thanks, we'll Daz. Do it again. Do, 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 do. It's time for Ask Asta. Do, 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 do. I went early. <laughs> Welcome back, Asta. Got a, a few questions for Uh-oh. you. Hey, I must give a shout out to the great man, Andy Hood, Hoodie, from. AFLNT in Alice Springs. He yes. said he was driving from Alice to Adelaide yes. through some pretty long stretches of very boring road and listening to our podcast. And he said, it's just like the male footy show, but better. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. That Thanks, is Hoodie. awesome. So. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Okay. So one of our absolute favorites at Maggie Laura. At Maggie Laura. She wants to know. 
how do you plan for Leo to be more bulldog? Ooh, good <laughs> question. And I'm looking at Leo boy right Leo. now. Hello. Leo loves Hello. dress ups. <laughs> does. Does he's he? Very friendly he now. does love dress ups. So he's got a Darabin <laughs> Guernsey. Oh, so boy. maybe we'll get him a bulldog's jumper as well. And hallelujah. He's be my bulldog. Hashtag hashtag be less beagle. Be less beagle. That's right. <laughs> be less so, beagle. <laughs> could he be any less beagle? Look at him. So uh, at Tiff Harmon wants to know, did you ever consider moving back to Queensland and playing for the Lions? <laughs> the thought crossed my mind and I did have a conversation with Craig Stasevich and Bray Brock from the Brisbane Lions. And yeah, I think it's really important that, you know, I recognise that Brisbane is my home and that's where I got my start and I'm forever grateful. But for me right now in my life, it wasn't the right decision uh, where my career is headed, that sort of thing. And I love being a Darabin person. So that was something that I wasn't ready to leave. And yeah, but you never say never. You know, who knows, one day I might find myself back up there. My family are there and, you know, I do feel a connection to Queensland, absolutely. And uh, one last question from Jane Lange on Facebook. <laughs> I might have seen this one on the way in. <laughs> Jane wants to know, what position will you play and what is the Bulldogs' 2017 game plan? <laughs> Ooh, great question, Jane Lange. <laughs> now, for those that don't know, Jane Lange is the playing coach at Darabin and is also an assistant now at Carlton. Mm. Can you answer a question with a question? Oh. Where does Jane think I'm best suited to play? Oh, oh, oh. That's interesting, yeah, isn't it? We'll throw that back out. But look, I've got to get a game first, Jano. I've got to uh, put my head down and, and bum up and get to work. But, you know, look, I consider myself a outside winger. <laughs> um, you know, pretty quick off the mark. And, um, Run you know, all day. For a small player, I really do play taller than I am. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but look, if the opportunity arises, I mean... I've heard that Fords are really intelligent, so I think I could fulfil those kinds of roles. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And as for game plan... Get the ball, kick it through the goals. Yeah. See ball, get ball, kick through big sticks. Yeah. Is that simple enough? I reckon. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> but, yeah, no, and I guess another question with a question, Jane Lange, what's Carlton's game plan for 2017? No doubt their forward line will be a shambles, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Like the shared yeah. knowledge across across the uh, the competition now. So actually, this is on a serious mm-hmm. note. I really um, I was watching Jane yesterday as our coach, mm-hmm. and all of her players are sort of finding new homes. and mm. And I watched her, and she went up and congratulated every single Falcon. And you know, I think that's really special that she was really happy for us to, you know, she's going to make that transition really easy for everyone, and then coming back here. It's going to be really special as well. So, yeah. good on you, Jano. Well done, Jano. Uh, well, I think that's all we've got time for because uh, we've gone way over time again. But uh, thank you for joining us and I uh, will see you next time. Cheers, ears. See you, fellas. <laughs> <laughs>